0: This is Hammond and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to Patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast if you like what you're listening to. If you give five dollars a month, you get access to a bonus episode where we talk about happy things mm-hmm. and things that are not directly connected to atheism right. or indirectly connected. I guess
1: we sometimes drift back there. We 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 have like we know our brand. <laughs> we drift back <laughs> to atheism and feminism and stuff.
0: It is unavoidable. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, before we get started, um, if you live in the greater Missoula, Montana area, um, and you are going to be in town on February 1st, come to the Iron Horse at six o'clock um, and hang out with me and my husband and at least three other human beings. Party
0: in Montana. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Very nice. I am super excited because uh, today, as we're recording this on a Thursday night, Uh, It marked the launch of a new website that I am part of, and it's called Only Sky. Uh, So I used to write for Patheos for like 10 years, as many of you know. I left uh, like about a month ago for for good. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason is they basically decided under new ownership, and they have every right to do it, they basically said, we want to make sure our brand is pro-religion. Mm-hmm. So you can write about being like a humanist and an atheist right. and what that does for you. But we don't really think it's good for our advertisers to see anti-religious messages. Yeah, they were
1: narrowing their scope. Yeah. yeah. Ad- advertising makes sense. Um, it's a
0: business decision. Pressures from advertisers, yeah. And that. so I had a choice of right there and be nice mm-hmm. uh, or keep criticizing religion and writing about other stuff uh, mm-hmm. on my own elsewhere. So I, I chose to leave Pathios and it's been in the work for a while, mm-hmm. but the thing I'm super excited about is if you go to Only Sky, which, yes, it's a uh, reference to the John Lennon song, Imagine, because mm-hmm. that's all there is above us. Mm-hmm. If you go to onlysky.media, that's the new website. It is the home of dozens of atheists, agnostics, academics. They are... Like, I know I write about news stories, Mm -hmm. and some of it's critical of religion. Other things is, here are some nifty things atheists are doing, whatever. There are plenty of people writing about just living your damn life without God in the picture. Because there's so much that that entails, whether it's, you know, big life decisions you make, a wedding, a birth of a child, how do you raise a child without religion, all that stuff... How do you watch movies Mm -hmm. that give you hope for humanity even though you know there's no afterlife? Yeah. There's so many aspects of religion that's not just Mm anti-theistic. And that, I think, is probably the best part of uh, Only Sky as a whole website. Uh The other thing I like is, as opposed to my own personal site, which is very much for atheists, Uh and as opposed to a lot of uh, blogging networks, many of the writers who do those things i like they write about their life their personal stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: but as we've talked about on this site if you look at the changing demographic of america and the religious demographics yeah atheist isn't really rising it's like four percent and if you look at agnostics mm-hmm. it's been a steady five percent over the years mm-hmm. but the big growth has been in the people who just say I'm not any of that stuff. I'm yeah. not religious. They have no religious label. They are the quote unquote nuns. Imagine t- pretend only sky, treat it as a website that really goes after the nuns. That's mm-hmm. like your target readership right sure. there. So sure there is atheist content on there. I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. There is stuff though that's just for the people that don't want to deal with religious nonsense in their news. Mm. And there's so many interesting voices, diverse voices, it is overall a progressive, politically progressive website, so mm-hmm. you're not going to see all the, I don't know, whatever Lawrence Krauss posted today. That's
1: what I, I, oh, I didn't see what you're he not posted to You're not going to
0: see all the right-wing, like, cancel culture We're not going to have cancel like new atheists BS.
1: versus no. the leftists or whatever um, they... It's just
0: a really positive
1: site. Good, that's great. With
0: plenty of fair criticism. So... Again, I'm asking all of you who listen to this. I'm not asking for money for the site. I'm saying go check it out. I hope you like it. There is a way to follow different writers on there. It's onlysky.media. Check it out. Tell your friends. Share content that you like on there. There are podcasts on there. They're going to be doing videos soon. They're doing all sorts of things. It's really neat. I'm excited to be a part of it. So... That is finally up and running after like over a year of planning. Yeah. But you know what else is neat? They have like nine staffers and then some like most networks do not have certainly like atheist networks.
1: staffers. Uh,
0: there are several full time, not all nine oh, are full time, but some of them are. I mean, again, we're just talking about people who are dedicated to making this website work mm-hmm. as a hub of information right. for this growing uh, group of nuns in America. So that made me super excited.
1: Um, Before we get going, I got a postcard in my uh, in my in my inbox. Oh my god! Your
0: actual, physical, my actual mail. physical
1: mailbox with a real red flag on it. Got this po- this postcard, a big one that says it's like Las Vegas style signage, and it says "Stay positive." And it's a bunch of road signs. I'm showing it to Hemant, and they oh, worry all,
0: motel, yeah. envy rest stop, doom and gloom mm. alley, fear alley. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Ooh, they doubled up on alley. They did doom and gloom alley, and yeah. oh, I see. Yeah. Um. Oh, and it, welcome to Lonelyville is the one that you <laughs> did not see, which is depressing. Uh huh. Um, and it's for the harvest new beginnings. I assume church. Yeah. In Oswego, which is a hike from here. Like, uh-huh. it's it's a little... Well, I guess I mean, it's closer to They reach to you. out
0: to the community. Sure. Come on down for your positivity.
1: Right. But what I would love to do is... Uh, we talk a lot about I toxic... all the time.
0: Is this Was not that? a new thing for you? Okay. I I've these never sorts gotten of, this before. Oh, I get those postcards all the time from local churches. Okay. Just mm. looking for new converts, I new members. I don't think I've ever
1: gotten one, but I've certainly never gotten one like this. Because we talked about... I think just last week, did we talk about toxic positivity? Hmm of the this thing that often churches serve you up, that like, hey, if you're sad, try not being sad. Things are okay. <laughs>
0: Come to our church. You'll never be yeah. sad again.
1: I want to read, there are four, eight topics that they're going to lecture about over the next eight weeks. Yeah,
0: their sermon series. Yeah, their sermon uh-huh. series. Join
1: us at Harvest New Beginnings for the sermon series. Stay positive. That will help us journey through an often negative and cynical world, which is fine. Yeah. It's nice to, positivity is not in itself badly, but these posi- titles. What is
0: it? We positively hate gay people?
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. You I, didn't think of that, did you?
0: I did right now. Okay, what did they have?
1: Number one is there's really, there's nothing to worry about.
0: Oh, so, go on. <laughs> so we're denying reality right uh-huh. off the bat.
1: Number two is you really are loved, which is fine. Thanks,
0: Jesus. Number
1: three, it's going to work out.
0: Yeah, uh Uh,
1: Four. Ooh, this is a dark one. Every problem has a purpose. Jesus. Um, Five. The glass is half full. Quit your bitching, Hammett. Um, 12, 13. Let's change the way we think, which there is merit there. Yes. Uh, Next one is enjoy the good life. Okay. And this one is...
0: When do they say, it's fine, you can be sad for a little bit, we'll help you deal with it. Everything sucks. Are
1: you ready for maybe the? I am. Wa- I'm rewatching. Min- I'm rewatching Midnight Mass, and the thing I'm uh-huh. about to read to you is more chilling than anything okay. in that show. Okay. The last in their series at the end of March, the end is awesome. Oh God. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the apocalypse. end is awesome.
0: I mean, listen. I would be lying if I didn't say when I think about asteroids hitting the planet, that'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, who among us? Like
0: we deserve it at this point.
1: It's just truly, it was just a wild thing to happen to me today. You're going to
0: go, I I assume. I
1: got this alongside a a bathing suit catalog. So it was a real mixed bag in that (laughs) that mailbox. So
0: (laughs) while we're talking about churches, I'm moving to this story because this is the one I've been waiting to talk about with you all week uh So last weekend uh, on Sunday, there is Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. big giant church mega church. It's run by a guy, Pastor Michael Todd uh-huh. who I, I'll point this out to you to begin with because we're all- fam- uh, people who followed this stuff are familiar with the dude. Um, this is a guy who there are Instagram, uh, Instagram, like TikTok videos, uh-huh. videos of this guy crowd surfing during worship service. Oh, cool. Because he's a cool
1: guy. Oh, man. They did that um, in Wayne's World, too. That's still <laughs> the coolest thing I can think he, of.
0: He he does giant Oprah style publicity stunts where it's like, hey, church, give us money and then we'll give it away. But I'm going to give it away In a fashion that we can videotape and put on YouTube and get attention for the church. A
1: third of the budget goes to Big bows to put on cars. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, So in the past couple of years, yes, he's given away like $3.5 million for houses, cash, and cars to people. I don't actually know how they choose the recipients, but these are church members giving giant donations, Uh which he then uses as a way to make a viral video. Mm-hmm. Like look what our church did yeah. thanks to God and totally not the donations of the rich people who go here. <laughs> um he's given away uh like spent a lot of money on shoes. He's given away six hundred thousand dollars in quote reparations and I only say quote because I don't know how he's defining that anymore.
1: Um, is he a white gentleman?
0: He is not. Oh, he okay. Black. He's black. Okay, um, so reparations really would what I don't know how he defines that. <laughs> okay. But yeah. okay, so this is a guy who loves his publicity stunts mm-hmm. and getting attention for things that aren't necessarily biblical, but he'll say they are. Okay, so this guy, Michael Todd, gets on stage last Sunday, and let me tell you what he's trying to say. He's saying all, it it follows your postcard that you got from this church. (laughs) His whole thing is, look, we're all going through rough patches. We might be going through such a rough patch that we are questioning God. (gasps) And you shouldn't do that. You should have faith forever. In fact, you might think God is against you, working against you. You might think God is degrading you or God is uh, spitting on you. But he wanted to say, God always has your best interests at heart. Mm. Okay, I I get that message. I've heard that message. That's not a surprise. If you go to these bigger churches, the question is, how are they going to make that point to the audience? Mm -hmm. So here's what Michael Todd does. He references a story uh, in the New Testament where Jesus heals a blind man. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the verses a couple of verses that involve that it basically says like Jesus used dirt and he he spread it on a dude's, a blind man's eyes Mm -hmm. and then the man's healed. And I think the verse literally says something about how like Jesus, because it was dry mud or something, Jesus spits in the mud. So he makes like a paste of uh sorts. Yeah. I mean, whatever thousands of years ago. This is mm. what he supposedly did. Okay. I mean, I get why they would have written it that way. And then he put it on the dude's and eyes. He, I don't know.
1: And now Jesus Christ superstar, they just pull the blindfold off the lepers. That's how he oh, restores their sight. So yeah. I don't know. if Do you think Jesus <laughs> tried that first? He should have.
0: <laughs> so here's what this guy does. He invites his brother, uh, who uh, goes by Brent. He invites Brent on stage, younger brother, but a bigger guy. Okay, So he looks older. Okay, fine. He invites his brother on stage because I'm sure his brother will go along with the sermon. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. He basically says, you know, God's going to throw stuff in your direction. You should keep having faith. It's okay. You may think God is coming after you. You may think God is no. spits in his hand, and you're watching him take a big wad of spit. No. The pastor is. No. And he spits in his hand.
1: Absolutely not.
0: And, like, he made a big show of hawking the loogie right there. And now he's just walking around. Don't. No, I didn't do anything. Ugh. He's just talking. You're just talking. cupping
1: your hand in a way that's so upsetting.
0: You're right. Ugh. And then he just kind of walks around, makes his point even more, and then in the middle of making that statement... No! ...does it again. I don't Then like he that. does it a third time. And so now you have a pastor walking on stage with, like, liquidy stuff in his hand... And everyone knows, well, this isn't going to end well. And his brother knows this isn't going to end well. And so at some point, he's like, God, you may think God's spitting in your face and degrading you. So he just takes the wad of saliva, smears it all over his brother's face. And yes, your reaction of gagging off Mike... Is the correct one? I'm not playing the video for you. Is there video? Oh yes, there's video. Did you watch it? Oh, so many it was times it on disgusting.
1: loop. Disgusting. It was
0: disgusting. Oh, um, I'll just sir, tell you.
1: This would be disgusting if we weren't in a pandemic. Thank
0: you. That is a point I wanted to make. He he said, and I literal, uh, I can quote him here. The vision God is about to give you, it might get nasty. Smear, 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 and oh. now do. Do you see, do you hear and see the responses of the people? He's referring to the people in church doing what you just did. The uh, uh-uh. What I'm telling you is how you just reacted is how the people in your life will react when God is doing what it takes for the miracle. So you see, by smearing this on his face, you see, something good will come of it. Okay, so... Basically, this guy, Michael Todd, subjects his younger brother to public humiliation to hammer home the point that God's on your side. That's the best case interpretation of what he did. Again, the spitting uh, doesn't even make sense because Jesus didn't it spit sp- in the dude's face. Oh,
1: God. I mean, I just want to
0: point that out. That's not even what Jesus did by his own thing, by his own book. Um, also, he's not Jesus, so why are you trying to spit in someone's face or smear spit on someone's face? Also, yes, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Also, how the hell do they do baptisms in this church? Um, but the funniest thing to uh... me is before I saw the full clip, what I saw was a pastor's name trending on Twitter, and a lot of people saying, Ah, oh, what's this guy up to now? Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> uh... I mean, just to... Toss out some of the tweets I saw.
1: I can't stop thinking about it. Yes,
0: welcome to my life. Just saw why Mike Todd is trending, and I... I am disgusted. God was nowhere in that. Someone else. During a pandemic, Mike Todd? During a pandemic? Gross any time. But during a pandemic... Christ. Um. Someone else. This is from a Christian woman. Michael Todd is a theologically irresponsible menace who continually demonstrates why he needs to be deplatformed. Wow. <laughs> there was. Uh, have never heard of Pastor Mike Todd before today, but I truly understand now why the elders used to frequently tell us that we're in the last days.
1: <laughs> That's funny, actually.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. What
1: a- gross boy
0: oh man he's a dirty bird this happened this was going on for like 24 hours where his name is trending and the video clips are going everywhere and i i thought wow i'm coming to this story several hours late they Mm -hmm. must have removed the video from the church's website they did not Mm -hmm. it was still there so i got to see it in context it's not any better yeah um but about a day after all of this happened and literally no one's defending this pastor for uh-huh. doing what he did. He basically makes a TikTok where he says, all right, I see what you're all saying. I agree that was disgusting and gross and I I crossed a line. You know who
1: is really disgusted and <laughs> gross turns around and share? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: yeah, so he, he kind of apologized for what he did. But he here's the thing. He said, okay, I crossed the line. I went too far. What he didn't say is that was a dumb stunt. Right. At completely. The premise of the stunt where Jesus healed someone so I can symbolically heal someone. Like, he why doesn't did it just need say,
1: to be li- I don't. Yeah, why was it literal?
0: I don't know. But, I mean, look, this is hardly the only stupid sermon illustration to try to get people to remember sure. something. But again, like, Ooh. what is... I, I'm trying to figure out and I don't have an answer to this. What went through this guy's head as he planned this out that he thought this is what people will remember? And like this will stick with them, and they will come to Jesus, no. not run the hell away from Christianity. Oh
1: God, it's so upsetting. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Oh
0: man. So he smeared wads of spit on his what, brother's why face. Did you, for I Jesus. thought we
1: were done. I thought we were moving on, and yeah, you you recapped
0: for I, us. I we I don't need to. a
1: recap. This, I'm going to think about this for the rest of my life. Thank
0: you. Yes. <sighs> I mean, the stories don't get happier from here.
1: Uh. Let me go to Iowa.
0: Do you want to go to Iowa? We'll go to Iowa you to
1: give Iowa a try. That's what I've always said.
0: <laughs> so there's a law, uh, a proposed bill. This is from a Republican. Adrian Dickey is the guy's name. He's a state senator in Iowa. And again, this is the part of the legislative season where they all file any bill that comes to their mind. Everyone does it. It doesn't mean anyone's bill is going to like mm-hmm. pass all the hurdles they have to to become law. But in a Wait, lot of.
1: Are you saying politicians are doing symbolic gestures instead of things that will actually help people?
0: Let me rephrase that. Uh-huh. Yes, they all do symbolic gestures, even if they know deep in their hearts this is never going to pass. Uh-huh. But sometimes it's not just showboating. Like, they genuinely want this to pass and they think they can get it done. That's what scares me. Do you think they
1: really think they can get it done or do you think they just want to be able to go back on... Oh, both.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, They want to be able to say, look, I I uh, filed my bill that says no abortions or miscarriages allowed for anyone ever. Uh, Like, they want to be able to say that, sure. But in this case, I think this guy filed this bill because he wants it to pass and it's not just for show because there are better ways to do this for show. Here's what he wants to do. Um, Iowa, uh, this year, this school year, just began saying all public schools have to recite the pledge at the beginning of the school day.
1: Oh, sure. You know what? There's nothing else happening in the country right now. Well done, guys. Of
0: course, it comes with the same caveats that every other state has, which is if a kid doesn't want to say it, the kid doesn't have to say it. No one has to participate. But like, if you do morning announcements or it comes over the intercom.
1: state-mandated morning announcements, just like Republicans love. state mandate shit in schools.
0: Yes. So like, they just started that this year. Here's what Adrian Dickey wants to happen he filed a bill it would do three things it would change the law about the pledge in three ways number one every single teacher has to say the pledge of allegiance
1: no yeah.
0: and then there was a weird little caveat that said unless they have a disability that doesn't allow them to say it
1: Fine. Oh, like, oh, if you're deaf, we'll allow you to sign it. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, gracious leaders.
0: (laughs) It was a weird little caveat there. But okay, he said, all teachers have to say the pledge. Number two, all teachers have to stand during the pledge. See,
1: that's more of the ADA problem. And you added
0: the caveat there, too, unless you have a disability and you can't. Uh Number three... All teachers are banned from saying anything about the Pledge of Allegiance that students could interpret as unpatriotic or politically influential, which, to be clear, if you talk about the history of the Pledge of Allegiance, (laughs) that would apparently ban you, like, that would get you in trouble. You can't even talk about the history of the pledge anymore. Can
1: you repeat that last sentence? Because I just need it to land again. uh,
0: And this is my paraphrase, but it is accurate. Okay. Um, It would ban all K-12 teachers, kindergarten through 12th grade teachers, from (sighs) saying anything about the Pledge of Allegiance that students could interpret as, quote, unpatriotic. Or politically influential.
1: I mean the 1984 of it all. (laughs) The double plus good of it all. Like what the fuck?
0: I mean, I remember when I was a public school teacher. I mean, I'll stand because I'm in the middle of taking attendance and doing other shit (laughs) while the kids are. Whatever. Um, but I didn't say it, because why? I don't have to say the why would I say the Mm pledge? That's stupid. Um
1: but of course, if the kid wants to do it, you can do it. I I don't care. They started doing the pledge in high school for me every morning after (laughs) 9-11. They never did until until September 12th, 2001. Every morning, we're like, love this country. In case anyone is
0: wondering, why would this be a problem? I mean, just a few reasons that are not just under God is in the pledge. But yeah, under God is in the pledge. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to necessarily say a pledge to God. Is
1: that why they want it so bad? Because it says under God because they're forcing people to say God?
0: I think it's it's less about it's the forced patriotism. They think this, uh, they think forcing people to do something patriotic is like a good replacement for actual patriotism. It's,
1: it's a good replacement for <laughs> enacting policies that, that would actually help people country. and make people proud yeah. of where they live.
0: They don't want to make people proud of the country. Yeah. They want That's to force very you. very
1: expensive. What's cheap is <laughs> ramming some bills yeah. down legislation's throat. Yes. Fuck, so man. why
0: is the pledge bad? Yes, under God suggests there is a God that we are all under. Yeah. So there's, a lot of atheists don't want to say it for that reason. Yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses don't want to say it for that reason. <sighs> The pledge also suggests that we have liberty and justice for all. We don't.
1: Actively not We
0: are fighting toward that goal. Some people are. But to pretend that we live in a country that has liberty and justice for all means, hey, go lie. Go stand and salute the flag and lie about our country. That's another thing. Another thing. The, why was the pledge originally written? Because there were a lot of people coming into the United States from other countries, mm-hmm. and they wanted these pe- these immigrants from other countries to pledge allegiance to the goddamn American sure flag. And not did. your weird little, whatever, Italian what flag Mexico? or Irish flag. Yeah. I've never heard of it. So it's an anti-immigration yeah. pledge. Obviously. In the history of it. And frankly... Just to put it bluntly, our country doesn't always deserve admiration. I don't want to pledge allegiance to a country when they do a lot of stupid shit. I want to fix it. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not American or unpatriotic. I want it to get better. Yeah. But to pretend like, yes, our country.
1: We've (laughs) nailed (laughs) it.
0: Yes. This is the... Every other country's motto is we're number two. Right.
1: (laughs) There's a very good episode so, of Superstore where Glenn <laughs> is grappling with like America's number one. Do you watch Superstore?
0: I of course not.
1: Oh, okay. Well, first of all, everybody should. Second of all, I, don't I watch did a, things that
0: bring me joy. I did
1: a spot on Glenn impersonation, <laughs> and it's great.
0: So, like, there are lots of good reasons people may not want to say the pledge, and this guy doesn't care about any of it.
1: Also, I would say even beyond any reasons why I wouldn't want to say this particular pledge. You can't compel speech. Like, that is a, that is the First Amendment. (laughs) If I remember my eighth grade history, right? There
0: has been a Supreme Court case that specifically said students don't have to say or stand during the pledge. Right. Uh, They can't interrupt. They can't, like, make it hard for you to say it if you want want to. to. (laughs) Right. But yes, the Supreme Court more than like 60 years ago ruled students don't have to say the pledge Mm -hmm. they cannot compel you free speech Mm -hmm. all that good stuff fine the law didn't I I hope I'm getting this right the law did not specifically say teachers in it so technically that may be an open question but I feel like okay if you're making the case that students don't have to you can't force them to Mm -hmm. you would think that applies to the adults in the room as well Um, and again, I I
1: don't know why. Is it just because do you think the the Supreme Court decision specified those students that they're trying to like
0: plaintiff was? So they were issuing a ruling in to support the yeah. student in question.
1: Do you think this is trying to force the issue? No,
0: I think he, Dickie a- he is just, just an this. idiot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think he's thinking this is like a stepping stone, like the abortion case. Like, yeah. oh, let's just ban abortion after like two days. Yeah. And that's a test case for the court. Yeah. I don't think this he's, is that. He's not playing he's chess. He's dumb. playing
1: tic-tac-toe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, also part of his bill, if a teacher violates any of these rules, uh-huh. first offense, let me read this correctly. A first offense leads to a written warning,
1: Whoa. a letter sent
0: home to parents, and a notice to the Board of Education in the district. Like, this, te- Jessica was bad today, to the board.
1: Wait, yeah. the note goes home to... Like,
0: all your students, parents, like, let me tell you no, what your teacher did today. No,
1: you're fucking lying yeah, to me. The school's
0: tattling on you. Yes.
1: Fucking that's... snitches get stitches. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's warning one. We all
1: three of those were one?
0: Yeah, that's all part of the... Oh, I
1: thought that was like first three You orders. tried
0: teaching students history? about the pledge. We hate history. <laughs> Let us tell your all the kids' parents you were trying to teach them oh today. Warn, uh, what happens if you do it two days in a row? What? All of the above plus a one-week suspension without pay.
1: Oh, Oh, so to get a public servant suspended without pay, it's not that they have to murder somebody. No. It's that they twice have to say, you know, I think the Pledge of Allegiance is kind of bullshit. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, and if you do it three times, you're fired.
1: I, okay, I think <laughs> I am going to think about this for the rest of my life. That have you cops already forgotten whom, the spit? That cops... Who murder people get pay, placed on paid leave, <laughs> and this motherfucker wants teachers who say, "Hey, maybe we should be thoughtful about the things we say, especially when we chant them all together on you know public property." That person deserves to be suspended without pay. But the cop, Mm-mm. he's got a family to support.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Wow, we that is as as much of an indictment as a republican party as i can think of (laughs) like they are itching to punish teachers for some reason
0: yes i you're gonna have a heart it's already hard to find teachers who are qualified and want to do the job and can do the job and put up with all the bullshit that goes along with the job um and they're just finding new ways to put more stupid obstacles in their way it's just ridiculous um let's move to Tennessee. Here's the story out of there. Here's the story. I'm going to I'm going to try to storify this for you. See if this makes sense. <laughs> okay. Jewish couple, okay. uh Elizabeth and Gabriel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: married couple, Jewish couple. They live in I think Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They want to adopt a child. Okay. Now, as anyone who's so gone like through that process 30s, knows, 30s 40s yes.
1: Their ages? Okay. Yes.
0: As anyone who's gone through the process knows lots of hurdles. Mm. And if they're doing it right, they like the state wants to make sure you are safe. Mm-hmm. You will provide a good home. Right. Um, and there's a lot of obstacles. I don't have, I mean, I'm not knowledgeable enough to tell you how much of that is just good policy mm-hmm. versus too many obstacles to be useful. Of okay, fine. it's an I'll step away help. for that one. Yeah. So in Tennessee, if you want to become an adoptive parent, mm. you have to, there's a lot of regulatory steps and you have to become Um, Oh, I'm sorry, you have to become a foster parent, I think, first, Mm -hmm. where you're taking in a child temporarily, Mm -hmm. and only then after they've observed you, Mm -hmm. and you've gone through some training classes, are you eligible to adopt the child legally? Mm -hmm. So anyway, they know there are these obstacles, Mm -hmm. so what they did last January, over a year ago... Um, somehow, through some connection of theirs, they found out there was a child struggling with disabilities who lives in Florida, a different mm-hmm. state. And they, I don't know how they know this kid or got to know this kid, mm-hmm. but they wanted to take in this child. So you have a child who needs a home. You have these parents who want to provide the home. And then it's the government's job to make sure everything is safe and on the up and up, mm-hmm. which makes sense. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. So because they were not from Florida themselves... The process in Tennessee, um, or maybe Florida, I don't know, Mm -hmm. the process basically says you got to be certified by a Tennessee agency that says we can vouch for this couple before they can become foster parents to this child from Florida. And that requires a home study from an agent of the state. Uh So they observe you, they watch how you work and how you live and make sure it's okay. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through a foster parent training class. Again, Okay, you know the hurdles. You Mm -hmm. can do what you need to do to make it happen. So they're like, all right, come do the home study. We'll take the foster class. Um, So they looked around. Here's the thing. This is not just about adopting a child, Mm -hmm. hopefully in the future. This is an interstate adoption. Sure. And not every agency is equipped to do that specific type of work. So they looked in their area. Who in our area does this specific type of case? Mm -hmm. And one name came up, one agency, taxpayer-funded, state-certified, like it's not dude's basement agency. (laughs) Uh It's a real agency that does this stuff. It's called Holston. So they contact the people at Holston. They say, here's who we are. Here's what we want to do. Can we go through the process? They're about to start um, with the training class, and they get uh, a letter from an employee at Holston, and it basically says, "'We're Christian, and you're Jews.'" And I'm sorry.
1: It said Jews or you're Jewish? Uh, because just, those are...
0: No, you, I'm just elaborating I just here. think it's
1: important because if they said you're Jews, that's very different yeah, than and like, they did
0: it with that affect uh, exactly. in the email. But that is essentially what they said. They said, you're not the right type of people. We wow. won't work with you. Like, we know gay people have had the same issues already. Yeah, I've
1: never heard of,
0: but this one's, of
1: religious discrimination in this sense. Mm
0: -hmm. And I was trying to figure out, like, are you telling me this Jewish couple that is uh, clearly trying to do all the right stuff to get certified? And and want to adopt
1: a special needs child, which is an incredible uh, undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. You're
0: telling me they went to this company's website and didn't realize that you had to be Christian or that they're Christian and they would only work with Christians just like them? Are you telling me they didn't come across that at all? Really? Mm -hmm. And I went to the site trying to figure out what they were looking at. Um, but according to the email that they received from the company, I guess you could see how it might be vague because the email they got, and I think this is on their website as well, it says, we only provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families. Um, oh, this is what the email said to the couple that said, we can't work with you because you're juice. Mm-hmm. We only work with couples that share our belief system in order to avoid conflicts or delays with future service delivery. Future okay. service. I mean, delivery? fancy way of saying we only work with other conservative Christians. But on their website, and this is what I was trying to look for, they don't actually say all that. They just say we run our company with Christian values. Yeah, that's
1: not the same. And we thing. believe
0: in God, but like they don't say we only work with you if you sign yeah. off on this belief about gay people. Yeah, and most you know what nonprofits I
1: mean? are not most. A lot of nonprofits that are religious are like that. That like. They'll throw in, like, a side of Jesus, but their main thing is just yes. to
0: do the thing they're supposed to do. Uh, so the long and short of this is the Christian company, the adoption company, that was the only one in the community that does interstate services that they needed, mm-hmm. said to this Jewish couple, sorry, you're Jews. We don't work with Jews. Soinks. Yeah. Um, all of this is allowed in Tennessee because in 2020, they passed a law That lets faith-based, taxpayer-funded licensing agencies from having to do anything that might violate their religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if a Christian company gets money from the state for facilitating adoptions and foster care, and look, in general, that's a good thing, but they're also now allowed to say, yeah, we abide by Christian values, our Christian values, and if you don't abide by them, we could say no to you. So that gets them out of dealing with gay couples, mm-hmm. Muslim couples. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, it gets them out of like, oh, you're interracial couples, we don't do that mm. in this church ministry adoption agency. Um they honestly, they could say no to progressive Christians if they wanted to because they don't fill the Well,
1: yeah, if there's no if there's no restriction for who they can discriminate against and why, then mm-hmm. yeah. There's even there's no, that's it.
0: Even as the bill was being debated, but not yet passed in the Republican state, uh, the Anti-Defamation League said this bill openly sanctions discrimination against Jews, LGBTQ people, and others. There were plenty of other groups that said similar things, but it passed. And Republicans signed it into law. Mm -hmm. The governor signed it into law. Surprise, surprise. I bring all this up because the Jewish couple has now filed a lawsuit against the state of Tennessee. Not against Holston, because Holston can do whatever the hell it wants. Yeah. They're filing it against the state, saying, basically, the Tennessee Constitution says religious, promotes religious freedom, equality for everyone, and... Tennessee is reneging on that promise by allowing a taxpayer-funded agency to discriminate mm-hmm. against Liz and Gabe uh, because they are Jewish. Laws like this must not stand. This is according to Americans United for Separation of Church and State, which is filing the lawsuit on their behalf. Uh-huh. Laws like this must not stand when they allow religion to be used to harm vulnerable kids. Yep. And people like Liz and Gabe who want to provide these children with safe and loving homes. Mm-hmm. Basically, the lawsuit says that law that passed in 2020 violates the state's constitution, mm-hmm. and we're directly affected by it because of this shit that's going on now. Right. Um, and again, because they can't get certified now mm-hmm. by a state in like by the local group that does home visits and everything, they can't foster take in the child in Florida. They're directly affected by this. So, yeah. again, this is all legal. This is all I, allowed. I don't
1: know what, like, Tennessee would have to stand on. Like, it couldn't be more blatant, but it's Tennessee, so who fucking knows?
0: <laughs> and, again, this is, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, they're filing this in the state of Tennessee, which means it's not like this is going to go to the Supreme Court, per se. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. But that case just got filed this week. And while we are on that story, let's talk about what the Supreme Court did this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: I'm not even talking about the abortion shit they did to. I was gone all afternoon, and I like I'm trying to catch up on whatever the hell they did in Texas. I've I barely no been idea. on
1: social media this week. No,
0: the, the story. I'm in a blackout. <laughs> it's all good. The story th- uh, that I want to talk about is this week. The Supreme Court said they will take up a case to be heard like later this year about a football coach in Washington State. Who got fired many years ago because after games, he really desperately wanted to pray on the 50-yard line as a spectacle. And he
1: as an individual person? As
0: a coach of the football team. But
1: he he was the only physical person out there. He didn't bring the whole football team, or did he? Does everybody pray on the 50-yard well, line, or does Coach pray? Why no, don't you just tell me the story and I'll listen? Yeah,
0: Coach Prayed. I mean, here's what he wanted to do. Um, He wanted to pray on the 50-yard line. His name is Joe Kennedy. He was an assistant football coach at Bremerton High School. And basically, he said, I'm Christian. I want to pray after a game. I'm not asking anyone else to join me. But, you know, if they do, they're allowed to. And so what does he do? He makes a big fucking spectacle of the whole thing by, like, going to midfield and all that stuff. And, of course, a little audience forms around him.
1: I'm so... Tired uh-huh. of this shit. Oh,
0: oh, just uh, wait. I think we, I think we've talked about this guy before several times. But just to give you, could he pray silently on his own? Of course, no one was ever stopping him.
1: But he didn't want to do that. How you're supposed to pray silently?
0: <laughs> There's a there are Bible verses that say, "Do not pray for like the audience attention yeah. for attention." Could he pray in a locker room privately? Of course he could. No one was stopping him. He's not interested in praying. He's interested in the narcissistic, I want everyone to see me pray, Mm -hmm. because otherwise, how will Jesus
1: know what I'm doing? I mean, this is the exact scenario of Twas the Fight Before Christmas, that the guy (laughs) wanted to put, wanted to throw an insane Christmas party, and they're like, no, not party, but like, a spectacle around his house where he lived with neighbors and they're like, mm, could you not? It's really disruptive." And he's like, "Fine, I'm only going to do it even bigger." <laughs> because like, god forbid any white man is ever told like, "Hey, could you not?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're right. This was inappropriate and disruptive. Fucking be self-respective, reflective sometimes." Yeah. This all
0: happened in 2015, by the way. And we're still, we're still talking the drum. about it. Yeah. Here's why. Cuz he uh the school basically tells them, here's our concern. When you as a coach, like seconds after the football game, want to get on the field, mm-hmm. everyone's gonna think you're you're representing us mm-hmm. for a good reason. And like, no, you can do whatever you want on your own time, but you are on our time as an assistant football coach going on the field after a game. Right. So we don't want to get in trouble. So you can't do it. Do it later if you, whatever, whatever the rules are. But you can't do it because people are going to think this is state-sponsored religion or school-sponsored religion or whatever. So the school says, we're warning you, don't do it. They sent him a couple of warnings. He does it anyway.
1: Counterpoint, I wanna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So they finally say, we're not renewing your contract at the end of whatever year. Uh, This is like 2016 now. Mm -hmm. And he files the lawsuit. And here's the deal. He files a lawsuit. A judge says, the fuck are you talking? Get out of here. (laughs) Tosses out the case. They're not overturning whatever the district, the firing. Uh So they appeal to like the, the higher Ninth Circuit Court. Ninth Circuit says, get the fuck out of here. Like the school was right. What are you doing? So they kick it back. So then his lawyers at First Liberty, a conservative law group, say, well, maybe you three judges on the appeals court got it wrong. Let's ask all your colleagues on oh, the bench. Oh, my God. And all the colleagues are like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so then they ask the Supreme Court. This is 2018. I think it was a 5-4 conservative bench, not 6-3. The, the United States
1: Supreme United Court, States State not like the Super- Washington Supreme Court. Because this
0: Sup- is now a federal are case. Are you
1: fucking kidding me and with And get this. this.
0: The Supreme Court rules five to four to get the fuck out of here, and here's why. They basically say, there's nothing for us to decide. Yeah. Basically, because... Why do because, they take it up? <laughs> well, they, the lawyers for the, uh, Joe Kennedy said... You can ask the Supreme Court to take up your case, mm-hmm. and the Supreme Court said no.
1: Oh, uh, oh, I see. And I see, this, I see.
0: which is not unusual, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, they actually explain themselves, which they don't always do. Sure. And they basically said, "There's a lot of unresolved, like, questions we have, factual questions that kind of are necessary for us to be able to weigh in on this." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm making this up. Like, are you on the clock? Uh, All this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, we, unless we. Are
1: are you in uniform that represents your team, your school? Um,
0: The district, for example, said they fired him because he wasn't supervising his players like he was supposed to after a game. They said reasonable observers might think his prayers represented school sponsored religion. Uh Um, And so they were trying to establish these facts. But again, the Supreme.
1: Sorry, I just yeah. want to clarify something. Do you know, was the when they said he wasn't supervising his players, was that phys- when he was physically out on the field praying, right. and, that, and then he was no longer supervising like, him?
0: Even if you're a coach and the game ends, you're not done with the job yet. Right. you got some shit to do right. after a game. And they're like, you're still on the clock. We're still paying yeah. you for this. What yeah. are you doing? And so even Samuel Alito, conservative justice, said if you can establish you were not on duty at the time, uh-huh. Um, I mean, that would make our lives a little easier if you want us to weigh in on this. Yeah. But we don't have those answers in front of us in the brief. So I can't, we can't do anything about it. Alito wanted to take of up this Of course
1: Alito left the uh-huh. fucking door open. So
0: the Supreme Court said, we're not weighing in on this. You got to do some more work. So, by the way, I should say, Alito said four of us would totally have overturned this case if we kind of knew these answers. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um... <laughs> Uh, anyway. Hmm. Anyway. So they went back to the lower courts. It took a few years. Uh, back in 2020.
1: Where is this man getting this money? Uh,
0: First Liberty says we support you. We'll cover all the legal costs here. You just got to be the figurehead for the case. I
1: just do not understand how people dedicate their lives to. Somebody who feels like they're not special enough, and so they have to hold an entire school district responsible. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? So
0: they tried again. I'll make a long story short. They tried again, trying to establish some of these Mm -hmm. answers, or at least in the sense that they were trying to do it. Like, for example, like one of the judges who dismissed the case again in 2020, he basically said, The district gave Joe Kennedy multiple options to continue praying after games that would not have been a violation. Kennedy, however, rejected these accommodations. What about the argument, this is religious discrimination? The judge said, there's no evidence that his religion was the reason they fired him. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that, not the legalese here. Um, So everyone keeps shutting down this guy's argument. Everyone thinks this guy is full of it. His lawyers are full of it. (laughs) This is one from the Ninth Circuit from last March. Okay, Although there are numerous close cases chronicled in the Supreme Court's and our current Establishment Clause case law, Mm -hmm. this isn't one of them. (laughs) This is the judge again. Kennedy's attempts to draw nationwide attention to his challenge it compels the conclusion that he was not engaging in private prayer like he said he was, Mm -hmm. but was instead engaging in public speech of an overtly religious nature Mm -hmm. while performing his job duties. (laughs) There was even a footnote. Such a myopic... Oh, basically, (laughs) there was a footnote in the legal uh, ruling there from the judges calling out Kennedy's lawyers for asking them which pieces of evidence to accept and ignore. They were trying to say, don't look at all the things in front of you. Look at the things we want you to look at. Uh And the judge said, such a myopic view of the events leading to litigation simply does not tell the whole story. It's like attempting to decipher the plot of The Wizard of Oz by viewing a still photograph of Dorothy awaking in her bed at the end of the film. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow. So Ooh, I love when nerds get to really let weird. it rip. So
0: every judge who sees this guy's case. Except for Alito. Everyone except like Alito and except some of his Alito, buddies. who's like
1: drooling yeah. over it.
0: They're like, you have no argument. Go away. Yeah. Stop this stupid battle. Yeah. Um. So this time they go to his lawyers, go to the Supreme Court and they say, we want the Supreme Court to resolve two questions. Whether a public school employee who says a brief quiet Prayer by himself while at school and visible to students is engaged in government speech.
1: Just exactly how when uh, football players are in a huddle, yeah. they're engaged in a brief, <laughs> quiet. They're just
0: talking amongst themselves. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. Among,
1: it's not their fault. They're in the middle of a giant field that has a stadium all the way yeah. around it, where people are sitting facing to look at the game, which is what they are there to look at. Like,
0: there's nothing brief or quiet about Joe Kennedy's prayers. Yeah, quiet, fine. He's doing it silently, but he's doing it on field. And he knows he's doing it because people are going to form a little queue around him or something. Um, So anyway, I bring all this up. You know where this is going. Yeah, I do. This week, the Supreme Court said, all right, now we're going to take up this case. Because whatever outstanding issues we had, you have now, like, you've gotten the details right. So now we can weigh in on this. (laughs) And of course, this is bad news. This is from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. By granting review in this case, the Supreme Court is threatening to upend decades of strong separation of church and state precedent in our public schools. No student should ever be made to feel excluded, whether in the classroom or on the football field, because they don't share the religious beliefs of their coaches, teachers, or fellow students. Just to be clear, like, if you see your coach praying at the 50-yard line, there is arguably this coercive effect that, like, okay, if I want to get playing time, Mm -hmm. if I want to be a... Eligible for like a scholarship in college to play football. I got to get on this coach's good side. Mm -hmm. I know he's Christian. He makes a big fucking deal of showing it Mm -hmm. after games. So if I want to get on his good side, I better join in the huddle. Mm -hmm. Even if he doesn't say that, that's the implication. That's why you don't have prayer in schools like in a formal way. Mm -hmm. Like if a teacher is doing that, you know, like, well, I got to, I want a higher grade. So I Mm -hmm. better go along with it. So they're taking up the case now. After six years of failing, Joe Kennedy failing at doing this, they have the court they want, and now that court's hearing it. So, again, what... Where
1: is this money coming
0: from? And this is what First Liberty does. That part doesn't bother me, because, like, you could spend years on a case if you think the cause is legit, but what is the cause here other than to say, we want Christians to get away with praying, even when they're being paid by a public school?
1: What is the... I mean, is the sort of like larger uh, goal that teachers can... Hey, if they just want to talk about Christianity school, no, it's I not think that it's that big a deal. If I, they want to pray quietly in they front they of their classroom, Yes,
0: if they want to pray quietly in the classroom, they're not asking students to do it. But the implication is, well, if you want to get on my good side, this is what I'm doing, so you know what you got to do. Again, if a coach, a coach is leading a prayer, I'm sorry, not leading, but silently praying Mm -hmm. while all the students are like in the room or nearby, everyone knows what the expectation is. It is stupid to think that has no effect. And again, if the goal is, do you actually want to pray because you want God to hear you? He doesn't need you to be in the spotlight. Yeah. He doesn't need you to scream it from the top of your lungs, according to my understanding of Jesus, the, how the game is played. The
1: need for people like this, like narcissistic men like this, to center themselves in a narrative. And if they, if he wasn't especially smart or an especially good coach or especially You know, charismatic. He didn't get the attention he thinks he needs. And so he's, by fucking God, he's going to get it, even if it costs millions of dollars in legal cases and traipsing up and down the Supreme Court. Like, what are we, why are we giving men like this attention? I'm so beyond fucking sick of I mean, this they got, bullshit
0: his lawyers got what they wanted after six years which is they finally got the right judges to look at their case because this is what their movement has been doing for years of
1: course this is that's just... why they
0: kept this case going until they could get the supreme court to take it up they thought they had a setback last year but they're like all right well let's just ask some different questions and now we got what we wanted
1: like, they act like women... Imagine in- if
0: a Muslim tried doing the same oh, thing. Oh,
1: God. I, like, they, they, they act like women, people of color, are all the ones who, like, play the victim. But who are the people that are doing these frivolous lawsuits that are getting thrown at at... Literally every level they're getting thrown out until the asshats that Trump put in are like, oh, oh, restricting uh, atheists, right? I love this. More Christians in the world? Great. That's my old goal. That's why I went to law school to make more Christians, I guess.
0: So while we're on that subject, uh, a different case now in front of the Supreme Court this week, it involved, and we've talked about this in the past. The city of Boston, outside City Hall, they have, like, the American flag, and I mm-hmm. guess the Massachusetts flag. And, like, you can apply to have your group's flag mm-hmm. raised outside City Boston Hall. Boston City
1: Hall is famously ugly because it's brutalist <laughs> architecture. and People really. hate that shit. I really there like it, go. though. It's cool.
0: And so, uh, again, years ago, someone said, well, this is a Christian flag. It, it's been used in other places. Uh, that it's sounds not that familiar. famous, But he wanted to get it up. And the city of Boston said, no, we're not putting religious flags up because we don't want people to... Uh, we don't want anyone to get the... Imp- in." Uh, belief that the city of Boston sure. is a Christian have city. Have we
1: talked about this case yes. before or just something similar? We've
0: talked about this okay. case. All right. The oral arguments took place this week, but the, um, and again, the writing on the wall is that the conservative justices are totally going to be fine with the flag going up. The question is how broad is their ruling going to be? Um, like, do they just say if you allow any flags to go up, then a Christian flag can like a religious flag can't be excluded from the list if you allow anything? Or do they say, like, I, I don't know how broad you make it. I should say, the ACLU?
1: they are probably Nazis in, who live in Boston. I well, should fly that guy. That
0: is an argument that was made by the critics. Like, you can't let everyone go up. There are reasonable restrictions. Like, you can't just uh, say, well, if you allow anything, mm-hmm. then literally everything has I to mean, go. I
1: mean, there's flags for everything. There's a <laughs> flag for, like, BDSM Leather Daddy kink. There's literally a flag for it. It's blue and black with a heart on it.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Heart, not a heart on it. A heart um, on it. (laughs) I
0: should say, the ACLU supports the Christians on this one. Their argument, the ACLU says, if Boston allows any flags, like if they allow nonprofits to raise their flags Mm -hmm. and you do that for any number of groups, you can't just say religion is off the list. You can't? Uh, That's the ACLU's argument. Americans united for separation. Um, I don't like that ruling because I feel like there's got to be an exception. Like if you say no religion, no politics, no positions, something like that. But it's
1: so, I mean fucking American flag is like pro-America position. Like it's such yes, a, that's uh, fair. like all flags symbolize something.
0: Americans United for Separation of Church and State is very much a, you. if you allow religious flags to go up, it is fair to assume the city of Boston supports that religion and yep. it's fair to exclude it. Um, but I'm not even raising this story for any of those reasons. I'm not trying to debate it one way or the like, other. It would be very easy for Boston to just say, you know what? We're not putting up a third flag here or whatever. Just say no flag. We just put up the American flag and the Massachusetts flag and now we're done. Oh. They could totally just do that and we're done with this. Wait, wait.
1: At present, mm-hmm. how many flags are there? I have no idea. Okay, so it is multi it's more than just it's not it's like more there's two one. and they want to put the third in. Yeah. It's like six and they want to put a seventh or something like that.
0: It's probably smaller than that, but Oh, uh,
1: okay. I, so I, it's not so what I'm saying is this does not look like like, you know, in and baseball stadiums, how they have like the a
0: million pennant the, like, all
1: pens, the pennants like. and things like that. It's not that. No. It's just like A few flagpoles. Yes, it's just a few
0: of them, and they've said, if you want to fill out the application to put up your group's thing, you can do it. But they've basically said, yeah, but no religion. I think they also said no politics, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, like,
1: they wouldn't, nobody would put up like a Green Party flag.
0: (laughs) Here's, that's because they don't have the numbers to (laughs) apply or the organization. None of them can (laughs) sell. There you go. So the reason I bring it up is in the middle of the oral arguments, Uh as As the commissioner, uh, I'm sorry. As the justices are asking questions, uh, Neil Gorsuch, the Trump appointee, said this. uh, As I understand it, this commissioner of Boston, this commissioner said that he thought it he was concerned about the so-called separation of church and state. Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch referred to this guy raising a question about separation of church and state and gorsuch himself said "Uh, you know he complained about the so-called separation of church and state we're fucked gorsuch is like oh yeah this idea that you know isn't worth taking seriously. as if the principle doesn't exist as if the establishment clause is a suggestion
1: i mean i've been thinking a whole lot about the Democrats versus Republican of like operating dirty versus operating clean and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, And I really think that when your goal is to genuinely help people, it feels awful to be like underhanded about it. Yeah. But if you if your goal is to oppress or hurt, hurt people or take things away from them, there's no moral quandary there. Like that's absolutely no problem. And that's just sort of what it feels like. Like I think if I was presented with a case as a liberal, while I would certainly probably err toward the left... I wouldn't do it blindly, certainly. I would be thoughtful, but I do not believe that an Alito is thoughtful about it. I believe Alito starts with how can this be a conservative ruling and works backwards from there. Yeah,
0: I mean, the problem with the Supreme Court is like we know damn well how they're going to rule on all these issues. There's no suspense anymore because no one is seriously thinking they are weighing the legal arguments and it could go I mean in theory it should always be like who knows how they're gonna go Mm -hmm. but of course we we know know, and Republicans specifically bring on people Mm -hmm. who have passed that litmus test on their issues Mm -hmm. like you don't put Amy Coney Barrett on the bench unless right. you know damn well what she thinks about abortion. Yeah. No matter how much she lies about it and, and says, I have no assuming opinion. she'll
1: live for another fucking 60 years or right. whatever. Like,
0: and here's the thing about Gorsuch's comment about church state separation being like so called Yeah, like, okay, that's him. Brett Kavanaugh once praised the late justice, William Rehnquist, because he uh-uh. said a wall between church and state quote was wrong as a matter of law and history.
1: Wait, I thought everything the founder fathers, founding father said, was canon and perfect, and we can't ever, ever second guess anything I mean, they say. Well,
0: the revisionist Christian history says the founders never wanted separation of church and state,
1: even though it's nope,
0: like famously didn't happen. in a letter You're from looking John at Adams a fake to, one that ain't in the Constitution. Okay. I know my Barton. Um, <laughs> Clarence Thomas once wrote a dissent that basically said establishment clause rulings by the Supreme Court were all hopelessly awry. And that basically his philosophy here is, okay, the federal government doesn't get to say we're a f- officially Christian country, but if states want to do it, they're allowed to. That's Clarence Thomas's Maybe position. Maybe
1: that is the most, like, sinister thing about Republicans. Is like, and they really hold this idea that anything the government says on a national level is bad because no one thing is good for everybody. But if your state you know like texas which is bit- bigger than fucking europe if they want to restrict all <laughs> your fact rights check on that
0: yes i agree there are very much states are allowed to do anything they want and the government can't stop them more or less uh, sam th- has described religious neutrality as a move that's aggressively hostile to religion Coney Barrett has a track record of privileging religion over secularism. John Roberts has thrown plenty of rocks at like the wall of separation again. none of this is new; they're all like this, but it was kind of jarring to hear one of them so openly put it that way instead of even trying to code it.
1: Mm. Uh, Hemant, I have an yep. apology to make to the people of Texas is and the Texas people of not Europe. Is
0: bigger than Europe?
1: Um, the United States is about the size of Western Europe <laughs> if you, not if you cut off Spain and include part of Turkey and Russia. Uh-huh. Listen, I, I think my <laughs> point stands... <laughs> However, I just want to be on the record when I'm wrong, I admit it <laughs> oh, almost immediately.
0: Texas is not bigger. I than fact my,
1: chel- my I fact-check myself <laughs> live throughout my Very life. Very
0: nice. <laughs> uh, here's okay, I'll leave you with a positive story about the law. California just filed a lawsuit against the Christian Health Insurance and I use big quote hands for health insurance. Uh-oh. Christian Health Insurance company Alira Basically saying, I'm quoting here, they preyed on consumers who in many cases thought their monthly payments were used to help others who shared their faith and religious beliefs.
1: (gasps) No Um, And we've talked
0: about these types. I mean, John Oliver did a segment on it last year. We've talked about these before because it was just a general Healthcare um, Ministries.
1: Televangelist type deal. Is that what uh, it was?
0: Here's what it is. Okay. A lot of these healthcare ministries don't want to participate in like Obamacare or any real insurance thing. Uh So they're like, listen, Christians, here's what we'll do every month. Jessica will send us X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. and or actually, I sorry, sorry. Oh. Let me take that back. Okay, we will send Jessica a thing that says Jessica for your. Uh, what do you call it per month? Tithes, uh, <laughs> donation for your co-pay? Uh, insu- deductible. Co-pay, thank you. Yeah, for your insurance payment this uh. month, you're just going to send a check for X dollars to Bob over there Get who's the suffering f- for fuck this. Fuck
1: out of town
0: and. In theory, you're like, wow, my money is actually going to another Christian who needs it. That's how it should work. And when I'm well, suffering... Well, and Jesus
1: famously said, only help other Christians, don't help anybody else. <laughs> yes. So they're getting it. Um,
0: And when you're sick, yeah. then they will help you. That's mm-hmm, the plan. That's mm-hmm. how this, in theory, is supposed to work. The problem capitalism is...
1: capitalism always helps people. So uh-huh. I don't see this being any kind of issue.
0: Yeah. So the problem with this uh, theory is... Everything? What <laughs> everything. You talking about? everything there are that there are caps on how much you can get so if you're suffering from like a serious thing mm-hmm. they can just say yeah we're not helping you anymore and now you're screwed because you don't have any insurance it, they all of these places have morality clauses Christian, conservative Christian morality clauses. And if they think you're being immoral, like, I'm sorry, did you drink some wine tonight? No. No insurance for you. Wipe
1: off my face. Yeah. Wine stains.
0: Like, (laughs) there's so many ways for them to just say, we're not giving you anything. And what what can can. anyone else do about it? You're just fucked.
1: Well, imagine if you went to a doctor and you're like, oh, I got pregnant unexpectedly or I got an STI or something like that. And you're Christian. Insurance companies, it, like they're like, oh, we typed in your insurance company and just showed a woman clutching her pearls. What do you? <laughs> what's the deductible on that?
0: Yeah. Huh. Um. In <sighs> 2020, the state of New York said that one of these companies, Trinity Health Share and Alira, same one here. Broke the law by offering pseudo-insurance to 40,000 residents over four Insurance. years. They said the, the regulators in New York said these patients were left with thousands of dollars in unpaid medical bills. Of course. Um, Alira denied a $15,000 claim for breast cancer treatment. Sure. Uh, just because...
1: Well, if you didn't want breast cancer, you should have had breasts.
0: <laughs> Anything to punish people <laughs> with breasts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, look,
0: it's not insurance. That's the point. None of these things they're selling and passing off as insurance... It's not insurance. It's yeah. it's gambling. Yeah. Because it might just go away the well, second you need it. Ned
1: Flanders famously doesn't get insurance because that's a form of gam- gambling. Yeah. Samson! <laughs> there you go. Um
0: so oh California boy. California's yeah. attorney general sued Alira and the family that founded Trinity Health Share, which is going under a different name now. And I want to read some of the press release here. Uh-huh. They collected hundreds of millions of dollars in monthly premiums. From thousands of Californians. Hundreds
1: of millions.
0: Uh-huh. And here's the thing. Rather than pay its members healthcare costs, the company declined claims and retained nearly 84% of its members' contributions. 84? Like, what are their overheads? By the way, the, Ameri- the Affordable Care Act says insurers, it requires insurers... To spend at least eighty percent of premiums—that's the word I was looking for earlier—they say you got to spend eighty percent of premiums on health uh, care. And yes, I know you have overhead admin fees. Yes, exactly. These people keep eighty-four percent of member contributions.
1: Wild shit.
0: Uh And the. California says, Alira's sham business is unlawful and our lawsuit seeks to ensure that they are held to account to pay the price for the Californians Mm -hmm. they lured in and cheated. Mm -hmm. Um, will it work? I don't know. I hope it does because this, I mean, again, they are duping gullible people with Jesus into doing this. And again, these people are... well, they don't just If they need this. help, if they need help, they're not going to get it. There's a chance, a good chance, they're not going to get the help they need.
1: I just truly, okay, listen. I understand fundamental greed, and I understand capitalist bullshit. I understand all those things. It truly shocks me. Ev- not every time. It shocks me the amount of full-on Christian scammers we see. You know what I mean? Of like, Mm -hmm. not just, oh, we tried to do this in good faith, but none of us knows what the fuck we're doing. And so we sort of fucked it up, which honestly this might be part of because I feel like we see that a lot of like, we just assume somebody who starts a business knows what they're doing with that business, but there's no test. (laughs) Like they don't know. And I've worked for plenty of places where it's extremely clear. Everybody's in the office like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Did you know they can do that? Can we do that? God, God, the faith we play, we pay. Place. The faith we place in businesses being ethical is <laughs> absurd.
0: Yes, uh, I got. Okay, this is a quick one, and then I'm all done. Okay, but this one I didn't want to give up on. You know, Answers in Genesis, sure the Creation Museum, Ark people—they have their own science journal. Uh, it's
1: <laughs> called a uh, science journal.
0: You can, both of those words have quote hands around them. Uh-huh. It's called Answers Research Journal. And they're like, look, we have a peer reviewed journal many times that we publish. You
1: re-review the same fucking book.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, it's almost part of me is like, I'm sad every time I see an issue because it's like, why are you tricking people with? Using big words that now, you know they won't understand. Now,
1: Lot's wife turned to salt, <laughs> so we find that a lot of Christians have high sodium issues. Like, what <laughs> are we doing?
0: What they actually do is they're like, the Grand Canyon, we investigated a rock, and here are very specific things that most people would never understand about rocks because it takes specialization. And then they distort and say, see, it must have been a flood. And it's like, like personally speaking, do I know enough to explain to you why that doesn't make any sense? Uh-huh. No, it's not my lane. It's not my field. Yeah. I'm sure geologists could explain it to you. Just because but I don't like, know
1: things doesn't mean they're not real. Yeah. That would severely limit the but world. But they
0: post these articles all the time. They're like they're peer reviewed. Yeah, by your dumbass peers.
1: Like it doesn't count. If I write a paper and give it to Hemant, it's not peer reviewed. Right. Just because he's literally my peer. Right. Right. <laughs> that's not but what that, that is, is
0: that is what they do. Um. So they publish this journal. But and there's one article that just came out. That I uh, seriously, it takes a lot for me to be surprised by what Answers in Genesis does. I, don't think I can be surprised but, um, You know the Tuskegee syphilis study mm-hmm. from decades ago.
1: I do. Short
0: version of it is they took a lot of black men who mm-hmm. had syphilis. Mm-hmm. They had a way to help them, mm-hmm. but the doctor said, "We want to test the long term effects of syphilis, so we're not going to give you." the cure that we have available and it's, let's
1: see what happens. Yeah, so they basically a bunch of people ended up being in a medical study that they did not consent to and right. it did a lot for ethics in medical uh testing.
0: Yeah, just like the worst case scenario oh, it was of terrib- it led to African Americans saying I don't trust the medical establishment for good reason. There's
1: generational trauma that goes yes. along with this and and to be clear, we're not talking like oh it was two year study or whatever. We are talking these men's Entire lives are ruined because yeah. they have syphilis and they go and insane. they
0: cannot get the help they need because they're part of the study that requires mm-hmm. them not to because they're get in it.
1: the VA okay. and they're all t- okay. it's it's truly monstrous. Okay.
0: So I bring that up. Answers in Genesis agrees it was a monstrous study. Of course, they're they're saying that we're all on the same page when okay. it says that was awful, that must never ever happen again. So the question is, why are they writing about it in this journal of theirs? I'm just going to read you from the summary, the end of the research paper where they draw their conclusion. The influence of Darwinian racism in the Tuskegee syphilis study is well-documented and a powerful example of the harmful effects of the Darwinian worldview. Basically, if you believe in evolution, that's why the study happened. And if you reject evolution then you would never have made such a mistake like this.
1: That's like saying if I drive a VW, I supported Hitler. <laughs> like genuinely, it might as well be the Second exact same Second sentence
0: thing. of the same paragraph. Here's what they're getting at. Here's why they're blaming Darwin well, for I know this. what it is. Acceptance of the be- I'm sorry. They're saying acceptance of the belief that all people alive today are descendants of one couple the creationist view that we all came from Adam and Eve, if you did that, it helps negate the view that some people groups are inferior to other people groups. So their argument oh. is if you believe we all came from Adam and Eve... Then we're you all would, equal. Then we're, then we're all brothers all and sisters and cousins. You would never exactly. see color for anything. Mm. But Darwin mm-hmm. is racist and evolution is racist and that's why these... The researchers were so awful to the black people in this study. Mm -hmm. Therefore, everyone should be a creationist. That's where they're going with this.
1: Uh, I just came up with a really funny joke that I wrote down for posterity. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever heard the stereotype that um, lighting designers have a lot of trouble <laughs> lighting black people, like dark, people with darker skin?
0: Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, essentially, I mean, that's sort of the long short of it. If I've heard
0: makeup artists have trouble because they didn't come prepared. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, basically the same idea is they just, they're always lighting for the white person in their right, room. Right. So if you see a lot of dark scenes my husband's coming up i'm sure he has something to add if you see a lot of dark scenes with a white person and a black person almost always that the white person is like defined and well lit and the black person is like a shadow with teeth okay because they just don't light the person so the joke i wrote was mikey this is a joke i just wrote i don't see color signed every lighting designer in hollywood is that a good joke cuz like they're like oh i don't see color i just, I just treat have everybody you know the same no there's no
0: one laughing on the other end of the podcast
1: no no mikey's just really far I away hear from the fight. he's la- you know he's laughing really hard you are he's correct. just so far Thank away you. okay here's the thing the joke technically works and that's all i care about so <laughs> fuck you both <laughs> Again, i'm the funniest the, person in this room including the dog their
0: last mic drop sentence in this paper is all humans belong to one race the human race and they cited ken ham For that last statement. Oh, that's
1: embarrassing. By the way,
0: this week, as people celebrated Martin Luther King Day, one of the things that was going around on Twitter was a letter from Tim LaHaye, one of the co-authors of the Left Behind apocalyptic end time series, who's dead now, writing a letter to Wheaton College in, like, the 1960s because they had invited MLK to speak at their school. (gasps) And Tim LaHaye was like, how dare you invite him? Really? Because, of course, before abortion became the thing for conservative Christians, they were all for segregation. And, like, they just don't want you to remember that part of their history.
1: Yeah, the, I, I think that's the other thing is when uh, a lot of times we see uh, Christians and conservatives co opt, um, didn't mean to alliterate like that, co opt uh, the idea, the concept of evolution of only, because it's, if you reduce evolution to one thing, it's the strong survive, right? Yeah. That's that's all yeah. it is. Survival and of the fittest, which is not a fittest. thing that
0: Darwin said.
1: I, yeah, we, <laughs> first of all, not a thing he said. Second of all, we're not animals. That's right. I right. mean, we are animals, but like, Nobody who actually, nobody uses evolution to be like, well, you know, humans are, well, that's a stupid one. Elephants are further <laughs> down the evolution chain than say, uh, uh,
0: all these other animals, all these creatures. other things.
1: So they're better than this. Mm-hmm. Like nobody does that. You just respect things where they are and how complicated they are. It's only when either like dudes who don't have an understanding of it or bosses or people who don't give a shit about poor people Rock up and they're like, oh, survival of the fittest. Great. So that means that people who are poor and unhealthy yeah. should just die. And there's no problem. Right. Eugenics is great. And Ken cool. Ham
0: does this all the time, too, where he's like, I don't see color. We don't treat people differently. It's like, dude, saying you don't see color is not the win you think it is.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And nobody it's very has much,
0: said. I know everyone said this this week, but it's the Republicans only ever remember or want to quote the MLK line about judge people by the content of their oh, character darn. and nothing else he ever said mm-hmm. because it it absolves them of having to actually do the work of or, dealing with the racism.
1: Or acknowledging that the US government fucking <laughs> Or what are we, are we supposed to be, are we supposed to believe that the government now all of a sudden is like, oh my God, we love black people now and all that they stood for. Yeah. We've never complained. We've never called somebody a thug because he, he had a hoodie on.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's all I got. My last plea to all of you, go check out OnlySky.media. We've been working on it forever, and that's where I post now. And I would appreciate if you go to the page, find my stuff. You can literally follow me on the site. Mm -hmm. There's a button for you to do that so you can get my stuff Go there. It would mean a lot to me.
1: That's excellent. And I'm sure you'll post it in the Facebook group and on Discord. Yes. You just have to remember, like, one thing.
0: I will go to I'm Discord. I'm just kidding. You do all the work
1: on this. Um,
0: Popping in for my golf game. <laughs>
1: um, I want to shout out quickly. Uh, I want to say thank you to the uh, the guys from God Awful Movies. Um, they shouted me out in their, <laughs> in their um, uh, bonus episode where it was like a mailbag episode. Okay. Um, and somebody in the, the, um, Facebook group was like, Hey, Jess, loved hearing your shout out. And I was like, Aww. Oh, what's going on? I had no idea. It turns out it's like behind a paywall. So I couldn't oh. see it. And <laughs> so one of the listeners, I'm so sorry I didn't write down your name, literally just like recorded, that recorded on That's her, cute. on her phone and sent it to me. And I don't want to admit how many times <laughs> I listened to it because they were a, very complimentary, and I'm very hungry for that kind of thing. There's, there's a hole inside me. It's called depression, and it's only filled <laughs> with stranger's love. Um, but they ate, like, like immediately. Somebody said, who is your favorite guest or who's the funniest? Who's and, and they said somebody, but they're like, but for non-regular guests, like Jessica Blumke Greif, and they said all of my names right, which Aww. is genuinely, like, I don't think my mom can say all my <laughs> names right. Um, it truly made my day and it's been a very dark year so far, so (laughs) I needed that very badly. So thank you to those guys and thank you for the people who pointed it out to me because I would not have heard it. (laughs) Hey, if you ever hear somebody mention me on another podcast, tell me immediately. (laughs) I need to show my parents that this is a real job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> where do
0: we find you uh,
1: you can find me on twitter at just Bloomkey um or if you want a cross stitch um, my shop is uh bitches get stitch done there's a couple of you who i have projects on hold with so now's the time uh where can we find you
0: i am at only sky.media and i'm at hemmetmeta meta on twitter and i don't know just google the shit you'll find me
1: yeah
0: uh go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast if you like this show mm-hmm. and let's record a bonus episode
1: yeah now. let's do it all
0: right bye all bye.